All right, what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? We are back here today with our 2023 division previews. Today, we're doing the East divisions. We're going to hit you with the AFC East, the NFC East, and give you guys our predictions. First, what's up, guys? How are we doing? Hello, what's up, guys? So, uh, yeah, before we get into this, we were talking about Tua being a top 10 quarterback in the league. And I kind of wanted to run through this really quickly going into the season, just just, just quick, who we would have ahead of Tua if we think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, right? So, like, we got Mahomes, we got Josh Allen, we got Joe Burrow, we got Hertz Lamar, we got Herbert, we're at six. I'm going by division. He's the third best quarterback in his division. Then Burrow. Are, are we saying Aaron Rodgers is better than Tua? Yes, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tua. Okay, okay, that's seven. All right, uh, did we get into the NFC yet? It, we said Hurts. Uh, I don't know if I want to say yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, like it's really Dak or Cousins. I don't even. Da- yeah, Dak. I put cousins. Dak, and I guess I put Cousins. So I guess there. No, nope. that's we're at that's, nine. There's got to be something we're missing. Did we say Herbert? And then we're like, yeah, I said Herbert. So then you got like Geno or Stafford or Deshaun Watson or Daniel Jones. I mean, nobody really. This Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if we could say two. I mean, was it two, Dom? Did two you say had two was the highest QBR last year? That's all I'm gonna say. Highest QBR. So. I mean, you you might not be wrong this year. We can we can kind of make that a bet, and we'll keep track and see if he'll be a top ten quarterback. We won't we won't give you like even odds though. That'll be a nice like kind of like a long shot there. But we'll hop into our division previews today. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the Jets, who definitely made the most noise this offseason. Just that long like when we started this podcast, like first couple months, like we thought Aaron Rodgers was gonna be a Jet, and then it never happened, and then it finally happened. So that was their big addition. The Jets finally have a top 10 quarterback when they probably hoped they were getting that in Zach Wilson, drafting him at number two a few years ago. They also brought over Aaron Rodgers' former receivers in Alan Bazard and Randall Cobb, added McCole Hardman as well, and then it's still TBD on Dalvin Cook. They lost nobody too notable. If you want to say Mike White, uh, he went over to the NFC, or excuse me, to Miami, so staying in the division. Um, and then they added Will McDonald in the first round as well, the edge rusher out of uh, Iowa State. So, I think the Jets, like, I'll just kind of start off, are probably maybe not favorited to win the division, obviously, from what the Bills have done. And I think, I guess, now is better than ever for them to take a wild card spot, especially with three. I think it's pretty locked that they could be maybe the top wild card team outside the AFC. Uh, I'll throw this to, to Dom. What do you think about the Jets going into 2023? Yeah, this is the first time the Jets probably have playoff aspirations in a long time. Um, I mean, for reference, I'm 23. Matt, I know you're 23. Tom, are you still 23 or no? Yeah. All right, so we're all 23. The last time the Jets were in the playoffs, we were all 10 years old. So it's it's been a <laughs> while for them. Um, like, they finally have a quarterback. They haven't had a real good quarterback since I can't even think. Like, if are we calling Mark Sanchez Pennington? good? Like Mark Penning, Sanchez, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, that it's one year Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's been a long it's time. Been a minute. So Aaron Rodgers is definitely the best quarterback they've had. We saw the, how good the defense was last year. So just them trying to fix the offense should get them a few more wins. And you mentioned them being a top wild card team. I think that realistically is what they should be hoping for this season. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, Tom, do you think kind of the same? Or are you lower on the Jets than maybe we are? No, I think they're probably... I think I'm going to say like maybe like 11 wins with them. They could maybe push 12 if Rodgers kind of picks up where he, left, where he leaves off. Um, when you think of wild cards, you think, obviously, the, the West, the East, and the North, um, with either Bengals or Ravens, or and then probably the Chargers, and then 
like the Jets or the Dolphins or like if the Bills are a little um, worse this year, they could definitely be the top wild card. And they could even win the division if the Bills take a step back and the Dolphins, you know, kind of stay at that 10-11 win mark. They could all be, you know, 10-7, and 11-6, and six, and maybe one of them ends up 12-5. and five. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking at it now. The Jets do have a tough schedule, though. It's yeah, it's yeah. not easy. There's their some like six, like yeah, they get the Texans. It's tough. their first six games are tough. I had it written down too. Like there's a chance they go into their bye week like one and five or two and four. Imagine. Oh my god. Yeah. Bills, Cowboys, Pats, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, Giants, Chargers. Oh my god. Like that's tough. that's a this whole start. division. This whole division is a gauntlet of a schedule because they play the NFC East and the AFC West. Like those are just not easy teams to be playing. Yeah, those are probably two of the like hardest divisions that you would have to go up against if you want to make an argument NFC East versus NFC West but yeah the Jets are definitely gonna have to have oh my god like there's definitely a world where they're just like like you said one in five going into their bye week and it's just same old Jets I'd feel so bad for their fans if that happened it would be so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think like yeah I I think like the Jets I don't know I can't see Aaron Rodgers being as bad this year and obviously he's gonna have Garrett Wilson who's better than anybody he had last year the running game still should be okay with Brees Hall coming back from his injury uh Michael Carter and we'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook as well and then yeah they brought over uh Aaron Rodgers former offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett so I think we're all kind of in the same boat with the Jets being somewhat of a wild card team we'll just have to see if they end up as maybe a top end wild card team or they're really getting in in one of the last weeks of the year so we'll hop on to Maybe the least favorite team to win the division, probably, which is just weird after how much they've dominated, but the New England Patriots. Tom, you want to kind of talk about the the Pats for us? I mean, their defense is still really good, um, and Belichick, I mean, I, I'm still going to kind of put him in that, I don't know if he's as clear of the best head coach as he was maybe three years ago, but he still certainly, you know, would not mind having him lead by team out every week. Um, I think they could they could still wind up getting close to 500 and they could certainly play spoiler for either the Jets, Bills, or Dolphins in those late weeks when when probably all three of them are going for a wild card spot. They could almost sneak in themselves. Uh, Mac Jones is eh, but I think the defense can still carry them to um, a few close wins. Yeah, I mean, uh, like we'll see what Juju could do. I really thought that they were going to get DeAndre Hopkins um, and that, that would have made their offense look a little bit better as well because they've had not the best skill position players over the last couple of years, but yeah, with like Ramondre Stevenson, um, they're in the backfield. Uh, they lost Damian Harris to in-division rival Buffalo. Uh, so we'll see kind of how their rushing attack looks this year. I just thought getting Christian Gonzalez there at 17 was a steal. Kind of wanted my Steelers to take him um, on draft night as well. Dom, do you think kind of similar boat with the Pats? Are they definitely like the least favorite team to win the division going into this year? Yeah, they just have to be just because of the talent on their roster. From a player standpoint, they didn't really improve this offseason. They swapped out Jacoby Myers for Juju. Didn't fully do anything else to really improve the roster. But the biggest thing they did was bring back Bill O'Brien to be the head co- uh, the offensive coordinator, which I think will definitely help Mac Jones just get back to where he was like two years ago because last year he kind of fell apart a little bit. So if he can improve, maybe the Patriots can float around for a playoff spot. But like we mentioned talking about the Jets, this division is just so tough and their schedule is gonna be a gauntlet it's gonna be tough for the patriots to really make some big noise yeah and i guess probably going to this year they have the worst quarterback out of the four divisions like if you want to make a debate between mac jones and tua so um they're definitely gonna have to work cut out for them (laughs) i don't know though i guess like mac jones if you look at their weapons last year though mac jones's team was so much worse than than um to us and Dom always said that they didn't even have an offensive coordinator really too so uh yeah I don't know I I wasn't a big Mac Jones guy after his rookie year either but I think it'd be kind of unfair to to 
write them off already after year two, but we'll see going into year three. It's definitely a big year. So we'll hop into the, definitely the favorite to win the division. Uh, one of my favorite draft picks the Buffalo Bills made was getting Dalton Kincaid with pick 25. Dom just loves Dalton Kincaid and hearing about him, so we got to continue to talk about it. And then they added kind of guys on the margins with Connor McGovern getting from Dallas, Jordan Poyer, um, and Leonard Floyd over from the Rams. Lost a couple guys as well, with the big one being Tremaine Edmonds. They weren't going to be able to pay him, and the Bears just had a ton of cap, so they were able to sign him. I'm really excited to also watch James Cook kind of cook in this offense next year. Uh, I think he's going to be like one of the top end running backs going to the end of the year. And we can finally see a running back ball out in Buffalo. Uh, If either of you guys want to hop in, give your thoughts about the Bills next year. Yeah, I think the Bills, they're still, I would probably say still like an 11 or 12 win team. They went 12 and 5 last year, I think. Um, I think, but the Dolphins and the Jets are both much better. The Patriots are probably about the same. So they could definitely lose a couple of those games that they won last year and uh, lost a key piece of their defense. But they still have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. James Cook could make it, maybe take a jump. They got um, Dalton Kincaid. So the offense is still pretty much there. It's just um, whether or not the uh, defense is as elite as it's been over the last few years. And with Josh Allen, like they're going to be competitive no matter what. As long as they have Josh Allen at quarterback, they still have Diggs. Like, their offense is going to be fine. If the defense just has to play good again, which I think their defense honestly now might be better than their offenses. Depends how Dalton Kincaid can, if he can really become that third weapon for them. Um, and one other thing that no one's really talking about too much with the Bills is Josh Allen going to get the Madden curse. Like it's kind of it's it's a real thing. Like it's kind of quieted down a little bit over the past few years, but it's always it's always out there, and you never know. It was, it was the one Mahomes year where he broke it. I think he won the Super Bowl that year, and was, then was Mahomes yeah. last year? No, hmm. or no. Mahomes was on. Was he was like the uh, the year they beat the Niners? Yes. Was it Lamar last year? I, no, Lamar, Lamar was, was two years ago. Two years ago. I don't. Honestly I'm pretty sure Mahomes was, was last. On... I'm pretty sure Mahomes was last year. Mahomes was last year as well. So yeah, like he well, did he break it, but like <laughs> <laughs> he definitely broke the curse last year. I mean, I'm sure there's guys in the past, but I was looking at get the Bills record when Tom said that before what it was last year, and it was 13 and three, and I was like, wait, what? But then that was oh, like the Demar yeah. Hamlin game, yeah, where it didn't play towards the end of the year, which kind of yeah, it's just like interesting that just never ended up finishing. But we all are kind of in a collective agreement that the Bills are going to win the division. Um, I guess a spoiler for our predictions in a little bit, but we'll talk about the a team with maybe the most variance, I guess, up there with the Jets and the Miami Dolphins, who just have. A load of talent. Um, we talked about two in the beginning of the video. They have two elite receivers with Tyree Kale and Jalen Waddle. They did lose Jalen Ramsey, who they picked up in the offseason um, going into the year, uh, but their defense is still as strong um, as it could be with Javon Holland, Xavier Hayward, uh, or excuse me, Howard, and like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Like this defense is insane. Could definitely be the best defensive in the league next year. Dom, what do you think about the Dolphins in 2023? I think that if Tua can stay fully healthy this year, the Dolphins are a legitimate deep playoff threat. If When he was healthy last year, he, like I said, he had the best QBR, and I think he left or didn't play in five games total. So in those other 12 games, their offense was lights out. They still have Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddle should only get better, and they are actually going to try to run the ball this year, which they did not do at all last year. So I think this offense could maybe be top five in the league. And then you just mentioned how good the defense is. So when you combine those two, I think they have a real shot. Again, Tua has to stay healthy, though, for this to happen. But if he does, I think the Dolphins are a legit team this year. For sure. And also, Jalen Ramsey, I think I read on Twitter yesterday that he got like a cleanup uh, procedure in his knee rather than like a full 
like surgery, so it makes the timeline much shorter. So I think he's like probably gonna miss like the first month or so instead of the first three. So definitely could be big, like in like, you know those like middle like week eight to twelve games when I bet you a lot of the uh, division like shape up will wind up happening. Could be big to have Jalen Ramsey there, obviously. Yeah, I'm just worried about Tua, man. He gets one more concussion. I feel like his just career's got to be done. So it's definitely something to be a little concerned about, and it could be Mike White time in, in Miami as well. Uh, so, Tom, uh, you can go first, and then Dom second. I'll go last. Uh, give us your division predictions and how you think it's going to go in order, and if you think uh, maybe any other teams are making the wild card as well. I think I want to put the Bills. I think we'll probably go... 13-4, I'm going to say. I said 12-5 before. I think I'm going to say 13-4. And, and then I think the Jets and the Dolphins, I'll put the, I think they they both go 11-6, and six, maybe? And then the Patriots I'll put at 8-9. and nine. So, but I think the Jets um, will wind up with that, with the tiebreaker of Miami. So, I don't think they're good. In, I don't think the difference is enough to put one full more win, but I, I'll put the Jets over Miami in the tiebreaker. So 12 and 5, 11, 13 and 4, 11 and 5. Cut it. 13 and 4, uh, 11 and 6, 6 for the Jets and Dolphins, and then 8 and 9 for the Pats. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one to do it. I'm going to predict the Miami Dolphins to win the division this year. I think, like I said it before, if Tua stays fully healthy, this team is going to be legit. I think, and I think it's going to be a low win total just because they, they're going to play each other. It's a gauntlet of a schedule. I think the Dolphins win the division with only 11 wins. I think it's going to be kind of lower. I think the Bills will also win 11 games, but I'm just going to give Miami the tiebreaker. I'll let them figure that out when the time comes. Um, just looking at the Bills' schedule quickly, their last five road games are at Cincinnati, at Philly, at Kansas City, at the Chargers, at the Dolphins. That's a tough five-game stretch that I can't... That would be the hardest five-game stretch that I could probably think of. And it's not five in a row. It's just their last five road games, but that's still five games. Like, if they lose all those, they're going 12 wins max. Like, that's a tough stretch. I think the Bills maybe only get 11 wins this year. For the same reasoning, I'm only going to have the Jets getting nine wins. Just the schedule is just so tough for them, especially in the beginning of the season. They might start one and four or two and five, or one and five or two and four possibly, and then I have the Patriots coming in last with about seven wins. I don't. I think they're a better team, but it's just going to be a tough schedule for them. So I got the Dolphins and Bills both with eleven wins. Miami gets the tiebreaker. And I think the Jets probably sneak into the playoffs with nine wins. I think that might be enough. All right, so I'm going to pretty much be in a similar boat to Tom. I'm going to go Bills to win the division as well. Uh, It is the chalk pick, but they have the best quarterback in the division. They still have a good enough core, and I think can handle like some injuries as well, and they've been there before. And I do do see your reasoning on Miami as well, because they do have a ton of talent um, on both sides of the ball. I'll probably go with Miami to finish second in the division. I think like it won't end up in a tie like uh, Tom predicted. So I think Miami will probably be good enough. And I think Buffalo will be good enough where Miami is going to get the first wild card spot. So they'll be like the five seed in the AFC. I do think maybe somebody out of the, oh, man, the AFC is loaded. Cause like you still have the Chargers and the Broncos fighting for these wild card spots. And then whoever doesn't win the AFC North. So maybe you have the Bengals or the, or the Ravens. So I do think the Jets will get the last wild card spot, but I do think that they'll be a respectable team this year and definitely finish um, a few games above 500. So uh, either get 10 or 11 wins. And then the Pats, we all predicted, are going to be the worst team in the division. I think uh, that is very likely to happen. So those were our AFC 
East predictions. Now let's hop into the NFC East. So I think you can make a pretty good argument that the NFC East is the best division in the NFC. I think right up there them with the NFC West. It could kind of go either way depending on what Washington and maybe New York does this year. Um, because we know that the Eagles were the best team pretty much throughout every week leading up to the Super Bowl last year, um, throughout the 2022 season. Their roster head-to-toe was super talented. They did lose a ton of talent, though, in free agency, including Miles Sanders, Javon Hardgrave, TJ Edwards, uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson. And they brought in some guys or brought some guys back, though. Like, they brought back, like, their core of Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury. I mean, they did the whole Georgia draft, getting Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the first round. Uh, They lost both their coordinators and they picked up the OC um, or their own quarterback coach to be their OC, as well as a Seattle assistant to pick up as their new defensive coordinator. I think the Eagles are probably like in the mindset of it's Super Bowl or bust. I think that they're probably going to be the one seed throughout the whole NFC next year. Obviously, that means that they are going to win the division. And I think this team is too talented to not do so. And what do you think, uh, Tom, as somebody that's a fan of a team in this division that's not the Eagles? Uh, I mean, I'm not looking forward to playing them twice next year. Um, you don't sound happy about I, that. <laughs> not thrilled. But, yeah, I mean, they're obviously loaded from top to bottom. And they had another, another great draft where somehow Jalen Carter fell to them at, I think, was it 11? I think maybe the pick was, but way lower than the way lower Nine, than he yeah. should have fell. Nine. So, yeah, I mean, they're uh, going to be, like, contending for best record in the NFL all year pretty much as long as um, they stay healthy. Yeah, we mentioned the 49ers in our last episode, and I think it's them and the Eagles. They're kind of tiers above every other team in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah, full um, one, maybe even two. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just really comes down to how do how do the new players in Philly play this season? Because like Matt mentioned, they lost a lot of talent. They lost Miles Sanders, who probably had his best season, and they're going to try to replace him with Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, both guys who have never fully lived up to the hype like yes when they're healthy they're really good but they just have never been healthy so that's kind of an issue um and also just Jalen Hurts did get hurt towards the end of last season and they did not play well without him so they signed Marcus Mariota who's kind of the same play style just in case something happens to Hurts but besides that their core of AJ Brown Smith Goddard like they they have a very good offense probably going to be electric again this year so it's gonna be a very exciting team to watch yeah oh, man i just look at this roster <laughs> there's no shot they don't win the division or i think at least like just because the nfc like i don't know who else is beating them it really comes down to like i don't know because like aaron Rodgers just went to the afc and like dak prescott brock purdy daniel jones like jared goff these are the quarterbacks that are gonna have to dethrone the eagles i i just can't see it yeah, it's really just between the Lions and the Vikings, I think. Like, they're the only other two teams that are somewhat scary in the NFC. I guess the Cowboys, too, but... Yeah. Like we said, tiers Jeez. below. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Maybe, yeah, like you said, two tiers, possibly. So we'll talk about Dallas as well, who has the talent each year. Maybe it's a Dak Prescott thing. Maybe it's just kind of what they are, um, and they're just not good enough as a team. But uh, they did add Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore this offseason, and they uh, ended up losing Dalton Schultz to Houston, a couple other guys as well. They did lose their offensive coordinator in uh, Kendall Moore? Kendall? No. 
Kendall Moore? Kellen. Kellen Moore, excuse me. Uh, yeah, going to the Chargers. Uh, so they'll have to replace him kind of going forward. We'll see what Mike McCarthy can do another year as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. And I think a lot of pressure is on Dak this year. And we're going to see if he can really prove himself as being a top 10 quarterback in the league. Or is he just always going to be maybe in that tier of like the Joe Flacco's without a Super Bowl? And he's just going to be like one of those guys going forward. And the Cowboys also cut Zeke this offseason, so it's fully Tony Pollard's show this year. He signed his franchise tag, which makes me assume the Cowboys are just going to run him into the ground this year. Like I, They have no real reason not to. Uh, I think Jerry Jones learned his lesson from paying Zeke that he probably won't pay Pollard. So again, they'll probably just run him into the ground. Um, and Matt mentioned they traded for Brandon Cooks. I love that addition. He's been the one of the best receivers over the past few years, and just very quietly. Like He was in Houston... Houston's not very well, and he still played very well when he was healthy. So put him and CeeDee Lamb should help Dak. And if Dak doesn't do it this year, his time might be up in Dallas, to be honest. Do you guys know how old Brandon Cooks is? I don't know if you guys have checked it recently. Yeah, I'm going to go younger. I'm going to go 28. Okay, yeah, he is 29. But Brandon Cooks is one of those guys. It's like the Andre Drummond for the NBA. That's like, wow, this guy's not above 30 yet. Like, he's still yeah. this young. I feel like Cooks has been in the league. And he's also been traded like five different times. Yeah, because he's I been on like seven different teams. So it makes it seem like he's been around forever. Because you can say, oh, you played for, what, the Rams, the Patriots, the Texans. The Saints. And the Saints. And now the Cowboys. And now the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah five yeah. teams. Has he ever played for a team for at least three years has he has he lasted three years on any team yeah first three years of his career in new orleans and then the last three he did play for houston okay so he did he did one in new england two in uh on the rams and then he had three in houston but kind of crazy like i remember when i i think i drafted him in fantasy like last year and i saw he was 28 i was like wait what he's not 31 that's kind of crazy uh so we'll move on tom you can uh you can talk about your g-men what do we what do we think about them in 2023 um, I think the line should be a little better. Uh, hopefully O'Neal gets a little better. They drafted um, Schmintz, and uh, he should be a plug-and-play right away at center. Uh, both guards are kind of up for grabs right now from what I've gathered from training camp, although I think it's probably going to be Glowinski and probably Ben Bredesen is the other guy. Um, but the fact that they have two, three guys competing, it's a good sign, I guess. And... One thing I want to just ask you guys about what 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 is your expectations for like Jalen Hyatt because you see all these things that he's like just catching these crazy these crazy plays in camp. Do you think like they're gonna use him like off the bat? No, I don't. I don't think right away. Maybe if he does light it up in the preseason, he will. But I think the fact that there's already so many wide receivers ahead of him on the depth chart, it might be hard for him to start that high but if he plays well like they'll play him eventually i just don't think it's gonna be right from the start yeah like i i just think like even though he's like going crazy in training camp right now i just i i don't really see a world where like before like the middle of october where he's like getting you know more than like six to seven targets a game maybe he like really starts like to come into his groove like by like early i mean like late november but I don't know, I, but I, I'm excited nonetheless. Like, there's plays where it seems like he's just kind of jogging and everyone else is sprinting full speed and he's still three strides ahead. It's nuts. Yeah, he could be one of those guys that just has, like, an insane preseason game, and then he's just like, all right, like, we got to give him some more reps, like, at least to start off the uh, opening week. But, like, 
I mean, Paris Campbell, like Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, like there is a good chance he beats out at least one of those guys to yeah. be a top three receiver. And I guess Sterling Shepard and Wondell Robinson as well. But yeah, the Giants have like a lot of receiving talent, but like no, that's still like no number one target. Yeah. And if you want to make a bet, Tom, like who has the most receiving yards on the Giants at the end of the season? If you had to make a bet like today. I'd probably say either Slayton or Hodgins. I'm going to say Hodgins though. I think, I think he only finishes probably like, I mean, open wrong, but like probably like eight fifty, like nine hundred yards. Like, I don't see the Giants having like a guy that goes for twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards. Like, it's just no way. I think he's going to be like hovering like just under a thousand, which is fine. They have a lot of pass catchers, and Saquon's back. Jones runs, so as long as they're scoring points in other ways, I don't need you know someone to have Justin Jefferson numbers. Yeah, and Tom, you brought up Jones running. Now that the Giants have actually committed to him, do you think they're still going to let him? run the ball as much as he was last year now that they're financially tied to him for a few more years like do you think they'll try to pull back on that a little bit i think there's still going to be tons of design runs like a lot of his touchdowns were on were on like um fully designed runs and like they're just beautifully drawn up by dable kafka whoever drew them up um i think they may be like hey relax with the scrambling a little bit but i feel like when you're a modern day head coach like dable and kafka are and like it's kind of tough to be like, let's not run design runs for a quarterback who's just as fast as any other QB in the NFL and can like kind of break tackles too. <laughs> like, I, I think if there's like goal line situations where they don't run like either some sort of like play action, bootleg, read option, whatever it is, uh, I'll be upset personally. I think you know you, you got to stick to your game plan. But I don't know. He's he's a, he's a big guy. He's durable. He's plays mm-hmm. through injuries too. He had that split open hand in Green Bay or in London against Green Bay last year. Yeah, I think, uh, like, I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, what the Giants... I mean, like, they had, like, such a successful season last year. And you would say that they got, like, what, better this offseason, right? So, I think they're in good position. Yeah, Yeah, so, like, I think they're in good position to still be not a division winner because, like we said, how good the Eagles are. But there's a good chance that they could even be, like, the top wildcard team if everything really works out for them and Daniel Jones can take another step as a quarterback overall. Um, Well, before we get into the commanders, did you guys see the Carson Wentz workout photo on Twitter? (laughs) He's wearing like the what was it like the commander's jersey, the Eagles pants and or something, Colts and then helmet, like a Colts helmet or in some I saw, type of I saw a meme. It was like uh, something about like oh, are you building the worst yeah, quarterback yeah, photo? It, it's it's like when you build the 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 worst attributes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was actually kind of shocked he wasn't on a team. I don't know, like as a backup, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <sighs> I just don't think, like, from what I've heard is people just don't like him. Like, and if you want a bad quarterback, you need, like, the likable guy, and he's just not that. He just sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, yeah. His his fall off, what was the season? It was 2017 where he... When he tore the ACL. Yeah. I remember it was our freshman year of college where he, like, balled out and, yeah, was in the MVP combo and then got hurt. And then won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. But um, that is not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Washington Commanders, who, like the Patriots of the AFC East, are definitely the least favorite team to win the division here. Um, Eric Bieniemy getting the offensive coordinator job was kind of cool for him, at least, because if he could prove that he can lead a good offense with um, Sam Howell uh, or Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback, he can actually prove to maybe be a head coach. So definitely the smart risk to take for him, at least if he wants to be a head coach in this league. And yeah, do you guys think anything crazy is going to come out of the commanders this year? Do we think we're going to see, I don't know, Brian Robinson or, or I don't know, like Terry McLaurin's still probably going to do what he's been doing with just horrible quarterbacks. But yeah, I don't think Sam Howell, even though he's a Tar Heel, is not leading this team to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I think, I think Rivera is like not a good coach. Definitely um, on the hot seat. Uh, I think, uh, you know, 
the enemy does have the Andy Reid, um, you know, uh, knowledge, I guess, as well as, you know, his own from drawing up those plays for Kansas City. So he's definitely got um, the right idea when you want to play, like, a modern-style offense. It's just can Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett execute it? That's kind of the question. And the defense is very spotty. Chase Young is still a question mark. Um, yeah, my expectations aren't really high. Um, one team in the division I actually am not going to dread uh, playing twice a year. So, yeah, Can you imagine back – let's take a step back to I'm going to say uh, March of 2022 or February of 2022. Washington still – um, or I guess two years ago, whenever they first had Carson Wentz, you're like, oh, maybe this guy is, maybe he could be the answer. Like, we just got this guy, former number two pick, and then you find out, oh, no, we're actually going to have Sam Howell be our quarterback. And then you're like, oh, like, Sam Howell, he's like, he's supposed to be go, like, top five in the draft. Like, that's going to be pretty good. Falls all the way to, like, day three or whatever it was, and now he's the guy. And now you're just sitting here like, wait, like, what? what is Washington really doing? Like, no yeah. one expects, like, Sam Howell... He just can't be the guy. Like, they're so convinced on it, or maybe it's just a hard bluff, like, to the media, but it makes no sense that they're fully confident in him. Unless I'm missing something. I don't know if you guys see something, but I think I'm missing it if they're trying to pull a fast one on us. No, if this was August of 2021, I'd be like, oh, they're set. Because it was him and uh, Spencer Rattler who were pretty much competing for the number one pick in 2021, uh, 2022. Um, But, yeah, I I, I just don't see any kind of world where... um, Brissett at this point in his career, or um, Sam Howell with really being difference makers at all. <laughs> they, they, they're they're gonna they might lose a couple of games, like lose a team a couple of games, but I don't think they're gonna really be a you know going off for three hundred and three or four touchdowns and being the reason they win a game. Could be wrong. I'm gonna say, I don't know. All I'm gonna say, Caleb Williams went to high school in DC. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Would be funny. Uh, yeah, I just don't know, like. They had opportunities to draft quarterbacks, and I just feel like they never went in that route. Same with, like, the Colts. The Colts never chose to draft one, and they went, like, the Phillip Rivers route and the Matt Ryans route. And, like, I feel like the commanders have done that, but even on a worse level with, like, Wentz and Heineke um, and just others in between there uh, since, like, they lost, like, Kirk Cousins from, I mean, that was, like, a decent amount of time ago now. But, yeah, I don't really see this commanders team finishing above 500 or finishing in the playoffs. Uh, So we'll give our division predictions i'll go first uh dom you can go second and then tom you can wrap us off with it and i'll go pretty much eagles division one seed basically in the nfc i mean that's a really easy pick i do think that they'll be man i really can see the cowboys probably i think they'll finish two but like with the giants finishing three and commanders finishing four the only thing i'm debating is if i think the giants and the Cowboys, like if I have the Cowboys in front of them, then I'm picking the Cowboys to make the playoffs. But I could really see like two teams from the North, two teams from the West, and two teams from the East getting into the playoffs. So that really finishes out the wild cards. So I'll say maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Because I think it could come down to like Detroit or the Giants, maybe, or Detroit or Dallas for one of those wild card spots. I'll say Dallas makes the playoffs. I'll be edgy here, and I'll say the Giants just miss out um, on the playoffs, and the Commanders finish as the four seed. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, I think You're the good. Eagles. <laughs> I think the Eagles are the easy division lock here. I don't unless unless there's some um, insane injury. I think they should win the division pretty easily. They'll probably get close to 13, 14 wins. I think that I think I don't think that's too uh, out of reach for them. I'm actually going to put the Giants second. 
just because they were pretty good last year and their offense only got better. Like unless even if Daniel Jones takes a little bit of a step back, they still got so many more playmakers now that that should help him if he does regress a little bit. And their defense is very well. They also drafted uh, Deontay Banks, signed Julian Love, so I think that's really gonna. Or they lost Julian Love, so, um, so they got some issues at safety. But I think overall that they still improved. So I'm gonna put them second, probably right around 10, 11 wins. Um, I'm gonna put the Cowboys in third, probably right there with the Giants. Maybe they just miss out or they're the tiebreaker. I'll put the Cowboys right around nine or 10 wins, and then I think the Commanders are just. I think they're just gonna fall pretty far down like I'm looking at four or five wins for them to be honest I don't think it's going to be a good year yeah I'm I'm in a similar boat with you Dom I do think I I don't know if the Giants are at that spot where they're going to finish ahead of Dallas yet I'm going to say the Eagles they're competing for the number one record in the NFL so I'll put them at 13 14 wins like you said I think Dallas probably wins 10 or 11 games and I think the Giants probably win nine or ten games um, but I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants and Dallas finished with the same record, and the or the Giants even finished with the game better. So I'm gonna say at this point, I think Dallas still is a better roster. So I'll say Dallas than the Giants, and then I think Washington is going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes come December. I think we're yeah we're pretty much in agreement on Philly winning the division, Commanders in last, and then Giants and Cowboys uh, in between there. So those are our. East Division previews with the AFC East and the NFC East. Dom, what's our what's the next one we're doing? Are we doing North or South next? Uh, we'll do the South next. Okay, so yeah, the good old South Divisions, the real powerhouses of the NFL. So you guys <laughs> will see that next. Uh, if you guys could uh, either follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. Or if you want a video version of the podcast as well, you can got you can follow us on YouTube at the Triple Option Podcast, as well as follow us on Twitter or follow us individually on Twitter as well. So yeah, thank you guys for watching, and we'll catch you guys in those South Division previews. Peace.